my first podcast of the year hello hello welcome back if this is your first time listening um this is literally just me ranting so happy happy listening to me ranting welcome to inside rachel's brain um i'm recording on headphones this time which i haven't done yet i usually just record straight onto my phone so hopefully this sounds okay i did a test it should sound fine but anyways okay Today, hold on, I need some water. Can you hear me swallow? It's probably gross. Today, I'm going to talk about my employment history. (laughs) I don't know if that's appropriate, but this is my resume via (laughs) podcast. I don't know. I don't care. Um, I'm my own boss now, so none none of this has any hard feelings at all. Like, I want to preface this with that, that I do not, I'm not mad at anyone. I do not feel sad about any of this anymore. I do not hold any grudges. I'm honestly thankful, like, that everything happened the way that it did, okay? Like, I'm completely, like, fine, and I'm happy that it happened, okay? Um, (laughs) I'm gonna use, like, fake names to describe people, because I don't want you like going and searching them and being like, how dare you do this to my friend? Or if you think we're friends, I don't know. But anyways, okay. In 2018, <laughs> I was living in China. I like did like an exchange program kind of thing. Not really. It was like I went and taught English in China. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to move to Utah by the end of the year. And so um, I basically do. I moved to Utah and, and make it happen. And right before I was leaving well, my goodness, let me backtrack. Okay, me and my sister Hannah went on a trip to Europe. We went to Italy and we went to Paris and it was awesome. And while we were there, I was like searching the internet um, in Utah. Basically, there's like a website called KSL in Utah. I was searching it for jobs and I was like, I don't really care what I do. Like, I'll just do anything to start out. And then once I get there, I can kind of feel, feel out like what I really want to do and do that. And at the time I wasn't running my business And I was just like, I'll just do anything. I thought I was just going to wait tables, which I was totally fine with. I love waiting tables. I think it's super fun. So I was planning on doing that. I was going to apply at some restaurants. And then Hannah was like, my sister Hannah, she was like, oh, wait, my boss will call her Suzanne. My boss, Suzanne, has a friend who um, is actually hiring an assistant and, um, here, here's like the thing, you just need to email her your resume and like a little cover letter. And um, that's like, you can apply to be her assistant. And I was like, that's cool. I've never been somebody's personal assistant before. Um, but I was like, it can't be that hard. I've never done it. And I've never done it since then. But I was like, it cannot be that hard to be somebody's assistant. You just do whatever they tell you to do, right? <laughs> and like, I can do that. So I didn't care. So I applied, heard back from her like immediately. And she was like, oh my gosh, I love Suzanne. And that's so cool. Your sister works for her. You should definitely come in for an interview whenever you get out to Utah. So I got out to Utah, like literally like a day or two after I moved into my house, I went and interviewed with her and we hit it off. We'll call her um, Meredith. I hit it off with Meredith. We were cracking up like the entire time. It was like, I felt like we were like instant friends and it was really fun. 
and I loved it. Like, I loved working for her. She had me do personal stuff for her. Like, I think I would go grocery shopping, and I would uh, handle returns for her. Like, I would go to, like, Nordstrom and, like, do returns for her, and, like, it was, like, no big deal, and then she would also have me do social media stuff, like, message people back or um, engage with people or post for her or whatever it was, or take, I would take, like, content photos for her feed, too, um, and it was, like, really fun. I really enjoyed it. I loved going to work for her. I loved hanging out with her, and it was so fun, and that happened around, I believe I moved there at the end of October, so I got hired, like, probably, like, November 1st or something like that. I just burped. I'm sorry if you could hear that. Anyway, excuse me. Anyways, um, I work for her through November and then my sister's boss, remember her, Suzanne, she's like, I need to hire somebody else, Hannah. Um, do you have any friends, you know, that would work? And Hannah's like, yeah, Rachel actually is only working part-time. So if you just need somebody part-time, um, you and Meredith could work out splitting Rachel's time and she could work for both of you part-time. And Suzanne was like, perfect. So I worked for Suzanne. And it was so fun, too. I loved it. I got to work with Hannah. And it was just me and her. We were, like, Suzanne's first. I was I was Suzanne's second employee next to Hannah. And then I was Meredith's first ever employee as her assistant. So for the, for the assisting job, I was her assistant. For the other job, I would, like, pack up orders to send out. And I would help with, like, inventory. And I eventually got into, like, making jewelry for this business. And... Whenever I started making jewelry for her, I was like, I really miss making jewelry. Like, I feel so happy right now whenever I'm making it. It's so fulfilling. I have so much fun creating things, like, with my hands and, like, getting to push myself and do things that I wouldn't normally do. And it was so fun. And so I was like, I think I'm going to start back up my jewelry business. Like, no, I'm not trying to. I, first of all, I had a jewelry business whenever I was, like, 16 or something, 15, 16, 17, somewhere in there. And so this was not me like trying to like copy her. And I did completely different stuff than her um, whenever I uh, like started my jewelry business back up. I started up Chasm Jewelry again. So I was an assistant for um, Meredith still and working for Suzanne. And then I also started up my jewelry business. And that was like over Christmas of 2018. And I got two weeks off. I believe from both jobs, they gave me two weeks off. And um, at the end of the two weeks, I got a text from my assisting job. And I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but I'll read you bits and pieces of it. And it was over text. It was on like a random Tuesday or something. And my friend was in town. And this was like her first or second day in town. And... Uh, I got this text and I had to like go to the bathroom because I couldn't stop crying. Okay. It says, hi girl. This is from the assisting boss. Remember, uh, I can't remember Meredith. Hi girl. Everything looks so good with chasm. So excited to get my planet of the babes choker. That was like a piece of jewelry that I launched. And she took two weeks off to go home to visit her family. Right? So she was at home with her family. She has a bunch of sisters and um, she said, so the past couple weeks have given me massive clarity on my business and I'm so amazed at everything you've helped me get in order. Seriously, so, so grateful. As I've set goals and worked on my processes, unfortunately, I feel like I, 
the, I'm at the place where I don't need an assistant anymore. I thought I needed the help with social media, but my sisters have been helping me a ton while I'm here. And it kind of covers what I was having you do before. Um, so that didn't make me feel that good. And then she's like, I love you so much. I hope nothing but success for you in your future. Um, and then she like, basically like I paid for like tickets to Ireland and we were going to go together. And then she was like, I think, um, my other sisters are going to come with me to Ireland too. So I'm just going to Venmo you back for your plane ticket, which also made me sad because I was like, I would literally go by myself to Ireland. Like I would literally go by myself. I don't, I would have gone anyways. And so she like sent me that money back without me asking. And like, it was like my plane ticket that I paid for and she bought it for me, but like, it was still my plane ticket. Right. So that made me kind of sad. And then, um, yeah, she's just like super appreciative and she's just like, I appreciate everything you've done. I couldn't have gotten through the end of the year without you. This has been a super hard decision. I have to do what's right for my business. I totally get it. Like I was her first ever employee and looking back on it probably wasn't the best employee, but in the moment I thought I was doing everything right. And I think that, um, she just, she, I mean, this was her first time being a boss. So I was really, really upset in the moment, as you can probably tell by that photo I posted on my Instagram story. I was like, so, so sad because I loved this job and I loved her. And I was like, what did I do wrong? And if I was doing something wrong, all she had to do was tell me, Hey, can you stop doing that? I don't want you to do that. Just do this instead. And I would do it. Like, I don't, I can take uh, criticism from like a boss, you know? So anyways, that was basically how I got fired. It was over text and it was really sad. And I got that text. And then like the next day I had like a uh, kidney stone pain, which is like super intense if you've never had it. And I was in so much pain and I was having like the worst time. And then my friend was in town and I was the worst host because I was like so depressed because of this and then I like literally went to the emergency room because I was in so much pain for my kidney and it was so dramatic and so sad but I'm glad that it happened. Everything happened the way it was supposed to. After that I actually quit the other job I was working for at another business and I got a job as a secretary and then that job made me super depressed and so I got a job as a flight attendant and I got to fly a lot and then I quit that job and now I'm my own boss but yeah so the craziest part about getting fired over text and she told me that she didn't need an assistant anymore right and I was like that's totally understandable I get it um and so in the moment I wasn't mad I was just really really sad and then a few months later I got mad like spiteful I was so angry and it was because a few months later she posted that her sister was her um, assistant and she was like doing Q&A's on her Instagram story and stuff with her assistant who was her sister and it just made me so sad and mad I was like I was sad again but I was really mad because I was like it was obvious that she had gone home for the Christmas break and maybe vented about how I was doing things to her sisters or whatever. And her sisters were like, well, I could do it better. And obviously, if you're working with your sister, you can talk to your sister without being scared of, like, offending them. At least that's my relationship with my sister. I could, like, talk to her and just tell her, hey, please don't do that. I don't like whenever you do that. Or 
can you do something else like that's not productive or whatever it is and maybe she felt like awkward doing that to me or just like I was like I said I was her first employee so again no grudge there I totally get it and I honestly probably wasn't being the best employee I don't remember very much of that because again that was right whenever I moved to Utah I started working for her and I was so mentally ill that like I have blocked out so much of like that winter I do not remember a ton from that winter I my living situation sucked I didn't have a ton of money. Um, The only good things in my life were, like, my jobs that I loved. And then, like, everything outside of that sucked. I didn't have any friends. I wasn't doing anything exciting or fun with my life. I was so depressed. And so, anyways, I just don't remember a ton of, like, what happened in those months that I did work for her. And I only worked for her for, like, two two months, two and a half months at tops. Like, I didn't work for her for very long. But, yeah, I'm glad that it happened. I, again, not mad at all. And... Um, if I could do it over again, I don't know what I would change because I don't remember anything. (laughs) So yeah, that's the story behind that photo that I posted on my Instagram story. Um, I'm trying to think like, was there anything else to the story? I mean, I buy products from her now and she's supportive of me. I'm supportive of her. We're on good terms. Same thing with the other boss at the time. Both of the bosses, Suzanne and Meredith. I'm good with both of them. Good terms with both of them. I feel nothing bad about it. Um, And looking back, like, it was kind of a crappy situation for me to be in. But she didn't put me in that situation. I put myself in that situation, if that makes sense. Like, I was the one that was working two part-time jobs that were barely paying my bills. So, it's not her problem. Like, if she needs to do something... Um, to switch up her business or her life or whatever it is or if I'm not serving her the way she needs it like bye that's like literally not her problem that's my problem I should have been in a better situation so anyway back then I could I would like take every chance I could to blame other people but now I've come to realize that like literally everything in my life is up to me and that goes for that goes for anyone and it really sucks to hear sometimes especially especially what the crap did I just say what (laughs) hold on what did I just say especially if you're in a bad place it's really hard to hear that like you are in charge of your reality um it's just like a really crappy realization to have so I'm really sorry if you're in a bad place like I was, and I sometimes get in bad places still, but you have to get in the mindset that literally everything in your life is up to you. Nobody's going to do you any favors and they do not have to. The world owes you nothing. You owe yourself everything and you can make anything in your life happen. And, um, I'm really glad that I've come to realize that and I've gotten in the mindset of that because if I hadn't, I would still be stuck, like majorly stuck in where I was. And it was not fun to be there. Um, but yeah, I, I used to hold grudges really bad too. And, um, it's, I went to therapy (laughs) and it helped me a lot to realize that like, you like every single person on this earth has struggles just like I do. I am not special. I am not a special case. My life is not harder than anyone else's. Every single person that I come in contact with is dealing with shit that I don't know about. And that is so important to remember whenever somebody hurts your feelings or somebody says something you don't like or somebody 
calls you a name or whatever it is, that's their problem is not yours. Like they need to deal with that. It's some type of internalized something, trauma that they need to work through. And that's something that I had to realize last year. Well, okay, I'll get into this story maybe in the next episode. Maybe I should just do some like tea episodes where I'm like spilling some tea because this episode I spilled the tea on, you know, getting fired over text. Maybe the next episode I'll spill the tea on my most recent friend breakup. Ooh, should we talk about that? Is that appropriate? (laughs) I don't know. Hopefully they don't like look me up and listen to this podcast to hate on me. If you, if that is you, if you are, (laughs) sorry, I keep burping. If you are like an ex best friend who like hates my guts and is listening to this, (laughs) I think, I don't know what I would say to you. I think I would just tell you that you'll be okay. It's not my problem. You'll be okay. And (laughs) that's period. That's it. You'll be okay. But anyways, last year, my goodness, last year I went through a friend breakup and um, something was said to me and I love reading texts. I'm so messy. Maybe I'll do, I'll do that on the next episode. I'll read this nasty text that I got. And at first I got it and like my ears turned red, blood rushed out of my face, heart dropped into my big toe. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? I'd never, I'd never had anyone say something like so mean to me before. And I went... I went to high school with a bunch of mean girls and girls at other schools were mean to me too. And I had never had, and I was a mean girl in high school. So people would say things to me all the time, but this text was the meanest thing I think anyone has ever said to me and it hurt my feelings. And then a few days later I was, I didn't respond to it. I blocked her because I was like that, that was so uncalled for and unnecessary. But, um, a few days later I came to the realization, just like I already said, you know what? That's on her. Everything she just said is her projecting onto me because none of that is true. And I know that it's not true. And even if it was true, it's not her place to say it. Like literally, it is nobody's place to call you out on anything unless they're like your best friend or your family and they're like having an intervention with you. But like literally like making stuff up about you and like trying to blame you for things that aren't your fault. And like gaslighting you and stuff. Girl, bye. That is your own problem. That is not my problem. Get out of my face with that. For real. See yourself out. Bye. I'm not listening to that. And yeah, I had that realization. And I was like, I literally don't care. And that text is so funny. And sometimes I'll feel sad that I'm not friends with them anymore. And I just go back to that text. And I read it. And I'm like, would I want to be friends with someone who would say this? And the answer is no. I... I would not want to be friends with somebody who would say this. I would never, ever send a text like that to someone. And yeah, now I have to read the text for you. Should I just read it for you now? I think I will. I think I'm going to read it for you now. This is going to be a long episode. Okay, I'm just going to preface this other situation again with the fact that I'm not mad. And I am like okay with it now. And in the moment, I was super upset And I may have, like, blocked everyone and unfollowed everyone. But at this point in my life, like, I'm happy it happened. And I'm not mad. Um, 
So let me go ahead and tell you that I don't know if you care. This is literally just like drama, I feel like, that I'm like airing out, but I don't care. Whatever. I can talk about it. It's my damn podcast. So I won't say anybody's names, but basically a friend of mine was getting married during the pandemic and I was like, I, first of all, I was also getting married and we got engaged a little bit after her and her fiance. And so I feel like she was, it was kind of tense because like, it was like, oh, like Rachel copied me or something. I don't know. But I didn't think that at all. Anyway, so um, looking back on it, I think that was part of it. (laughs) But anyways, um, I was working as a flight attendant. I was going to get married and I had to have surgery. And so I was like, I have to work as much as possible so I cannot get sick because I have to save up for our wedding. I have to save up to move into a new place for a security deposit, all this, all these expenses of getting married. And so I, um, you know, told her, Hey, I, I can't plan your bachelorette. First of all, I was not her maid of honor. She didn't have a maid of honor. So this whole bachelorette party being on me, like, wasn't my fault because I planned her birthday party the year before and like it blew up in my face and it was not fun for me. And so I didn't really want to plan another party and I'm a really good planner of things, but I did not want to do it. And again, I couldn't get sick. I had to work as much as possible. I needed to focus on making money. And I was like, I can't put my energy into somebody else. I can't pour from an empty cup. Right. So I just explained that to her. And I was like, I understand if you're upset, I'm really sorry. Like I remember apologizing to her so many times and she was obviously upset about it, which I get. And I understand. And I knew that she could be, and she should be, and it's okay. And like, hopefully um, she would forgive me. I told her I can't plan your bachelorette party and I'm not sure if I'm going to go to it because, you know, it's an overnight thing and I can't get sick and yada, yada, yada. I had multiple reasons and um, she was, like I said, she was upset and I understood and I felt really bad. And then I think like later on I was like, or maybe like that time she was like, so does that mean you're not going to come to my bridal shower or my wedding? And I was like, no, like, I'll be at those. But like, I just know what an overnight thing, people aren't going to wear masks the whole time. But like, if you're people wearing masks at your wedding and stuff, then I'll feel more comfortable. And she was like, yeah, everybody's gonna be wearing masks except for me. Oh, shit. I'll, I'll cut that out. I, except for me and Jimmy John. And so, um, um, I, uh, I said, you know, like, I'll be at your wedding, I'll be at the bridal shower, yada, 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 whatever. Come to, come to the, I went to the bridal shower and (laughs) nobody was wearing, I was literally the only person there wearing a mask. And I was like, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm not going to be upset. I get it. Like people don't want to wear a mask and I get it. But I, like I said, I really didn't want to get sick because I had to work as much as possible during this time to make as much money as possible to save up. So I pushed through, stayed at her bridal shower the whole time. I like bought her kind of like a gag gift, but it was still on her registry. But me and her like shared a bathroom uh, at one point in our lives. And uh, so I bought her like the, the thing on her registry that was like the toilet cleaner and plunger. I bought her that for her bridal shower. And I was like gonna, I was having this really cool custom 
family tree embroidery done for her wedding gift and I had like gone to her mom and her mother-in-law her future mother-in-law and gotten like their family history like names and dates and I had like this really cool family tree thing that would look so cute in their house in their new living room and it was going to be really cool and uh so I was like investing more money into that gift and the bridal shower gift was just kind of like a funny joke of being like oh yeah we share a bathroom so I know that she needs this you know just like I was just being funny it wasn't serious I didn't mean anything by it I thought it was hilarious and um I think that kind of upset her I think that she thought it was like a jab which it wasn't and I look back on it and I was like I really shouldn't have done that I should have you know, just got in her regular gift off her registry. But anyways, I like regret doing that. I should have just done something not funny, but I can't help myself. Sometimes I like really want to be funny. So anyways, um, yeah, that happened, went to the bridal shower and then I was like, oh, I need surgery before I get married because I'm going to be taking off my parents' insurance and I need surgery um, for this thing that I've had issues with in the past. Won't go into it. I'm not giving details about this, but, um, I go to the doctor and he's like, yeah, in order for you to heal before your own wedding, um, you need to have surgery like next week. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. And that, and he was like, yeah. And after your surgery, you need to be laying on your stomach for four weeks straight. And you shouldn't be walking around. The only time you should get up is to go to the bathroom and to take a shower. And that's it. And I was like, okay. So basically this was two weeks before my friend's wedding. And he was like, surgery next week. And then you got to be laying on your stomach for four weeks. And I was like, damn, like damn. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, I, I kind of felt like she was kind of distancing herself from me throughout all of this. I felt like she was like really upset with me and angry with me and so I you know asked her if I could come talk to her in her room and I walked in and just kind of explained to her you know I went to see a surgeon today because I have to get the surgery and he gave me the timeline and I have to get it next week and that means like I can't go to your wedding and I was supposed to be a bridesmaid I just wasn't the maid of honor but I had like I had bought my dress like before she was even engaged I bought my dress <laughs> because I was like ready I was ready for her wedding I was super excited so anyways, I was like, I can't go to your wedding. And it was so awkward and I felt so horrible. I like wanted to give her a hug. I honestly felt really bad because that's like not fun to hear that your friend can't come to your wedding. And so I felt really horrible and she didn't even look at me. She just like stared at, I think her TV or her wall or something. She just wouldn't look at me. She was just staring off. She was like, that's fine. And I was like, are you sure? I was like, do you want to talk about it? And I was like, it's okay if you're upset. And she was like, it's fine. And she like wouldn't look at me. And then she was like, I'm going to go to bed. And it was like seven o'clock. Like she did not go to bed at seven o'clock. And so she called her dog into her room and she shut the door and she didn't come out for the rest of the night. And I knew that she was upset with me and I felt really bad. And that was like on like a Thursday. Oh, that was like on like a Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And then I was having surgery the next Monday. So on Monday, this story is this story's so long and boring. I'm so sorry. On Monday, um, she, I like went, I checked my followers on Instagram <laughs> and um, 
she, uh, her, all her friends had like unfollowed me like all at once. And I'm like literally in my freaking hospital gown, like with an IV in my arm, like about to go into surgery. And I saw that and my heart dropped and I was like, wow, like they hate me. She hates me. I'm so sad. Uh, like I felt really horrible. And honestly, in the moment I like laughed because I was like, how is this real? Like, how is this happening? It just felt like everything's happening all at once with my surgery and then healing and having all this drama going down. It was just like too much. And so um, <laughs> I go into surgery, I get out of surgery. Um, I lived with her. She was like my roommate. And so uh, Cliff was taking care of me at, he wasn't staying the night, but he would just like come early in the morning and leave late at night to take care of me and bring me food and stuff. But I remember like, laying in bed and the door was open and she came home and she like walked back and forth across like my door and like just didn't acknowledge me like my tv was on so I was obviously home my lights were on she just didn't acknowledge me didn't say like hey how are you feeling after surgery none of that and like I mean somebody who's like your best friend like I would hope even if you're mad at me I would hope that like you just care that if I'm feeling okay you know but at that point, I was like, I guess she just really doesn't want to be my friend anymore. Like, period, you know? And then, like, later she texts me and she's like, she was going to get married and go on, like, a honeymoon for two weeks and then move out. But she texted me later that night and she was like, so I've decided I'm going to move out this Saturday before the wedding. Because she was getting married on, like, a Monday the next week. So I was like, oh, wow, like, okay. Um, sorry, like, I can't help you since... I can't get out of bed, but let me know if you need anything. Whatever. That was it. And I could tell that she was just really upset and she just wanted to get out of the house. She didn't want to be by me anymore. She didn't want to have anything to do with me. And I get it. She was upset with me. And so I was like, you know what? Like, she's going to move out and we're just like never going to talk to each other again. And that's going to be it. And I was like, I'm feeling kind of hurt at this point too, because I had had surgery and, uh, I feel like she just didn't care about me. And looking back on it, she felt the exact same way. She felt like I didn't care about her or her feelings or her needs. And um, I tried to, but at the end of the day, our friendship, the chapter that is our friendship was coming to a close. And I accepted that that week. I laid in bed every single day, didn't do anything, super depressed, and accepted the fact that we weren't going to be friends whenever she moved out. And I was like, you know what? I decided, like, ahead of time, I was like, you know what, um, I'm going to feel super bad if I see her stuff on social media or if I see that she's watching my stuff. So whenever she moves out, I'm going to unfollow her and, like, her friends and family and everything, and then I'm just going to remove her as a follower. And I wasn't, like, planning on blocking or planning on doing, like, anything malicious, um... But I did go to her profile and she had deleted all of our pictures together. And I was like, damn, that, that hurts too. And so, anyway, she moved out on the Saturday. And um, I, as soon as she moved out and got all her stuff, I, you know, did what I said. I unfollowed her, removed her as a follower. And I was just like, I felt so much lighter. I like, my shoulders relaxed. I felt like I could breathe again. And, um, I felt like a little bit happier just knowing that like, I didn't have to worry about the stress and drama and anxiety of like having to deal with like girls being mean to each other. You know, I just didn't want to deal with it. So a couple hours after she like moved all of her stuff out of the house, <laughs> I got a text 
from like her friend who I considered my friend at one point. Um, but once I got this text, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't think we were ever friends. I think she only put up with me because of our mutual friend. And the text reads, <laughs> it's honestly pathetic how petty you are. I hope you know how shitty of a friend you are and how much you've put your friend through these last couple of months. You're unbelievably selfish and no amount of inspirational quotes you post about, quote unquote, taking care of yourself will justify what you've done. Have a nice life. And I was like, girl, what? <laughs> first of all, where did that come from? I really, okay, first of all, guys, I was not a crappy friend at all. Like I said, I planned this girl's birthday party. Whenever she didn't have a boyfriend or fiance, like whenever she was single, she would get, um, boys sucked, dating sucked, and she would get upset about it, which is warranted. And I would like go buy her chocolate and flowers or clean her room and make her bed and like put put candy on her pillow and I, I would do like sweet stuff for her because I knew that like she really didn't have anybody to do those things for her and so I would go out of my way I would like bring her candy at work and like her favorite soda like I would really go out of my way to be like a really good friend to her and show her that I cared about her because I knew that she wasn't getting that fulfillment from any of the relationships that she was trying to be in with these boys so I knew that I wasn't a shitty friend I don't think that I was petty. Maybe I shouldn't have unfollowed so fast and removed as a follower. But as you can tell, I was hurt. She was hurt. And I was just trying to distance myself and not feel bad feelings whenever I got on my Instagram to talk to my followers, like on my business account, especially like I want to feel good on that account. And I like needed space. And so that's why I did it. I know I'm not selfish. I'm a very selfless person. And I don't mean that in a braggy way. Like, I mean that almost in, like, I need to be more selfish way. I put other people first all the time. And honestly, that was a huge thing that, like, me and Cliff had to work through was the fact that I would prioritize my friends more than myself and more than me and Cliff's relationship. I would, like, we would be, like, out for Valentine's Day, me and Cliff would. And I would be, like, on our way home, we have to stop by the store because I need to get my friends flowers. Like, and, like, it was, like... I would be like prioritizing my friends over me and Cliff. And so I know I'm not selfish. And the inspirational quotes thing is funny because, um, yeah, I posted a lot of inspirational quotes that week, but it's because I didn't have content to post on my stories um, because I was laying in bed all day, every day. I literally couldn't leave my bed, so I couldn't create content. And I was depressed, girl. I was so sad. All these people, I felt like my friends hated me. I felt like... Nobody wanted anything to do with me. Nobody cared about how I was feeling. I, like, had just had surgery, and I was in pain, too. Like, it did not feel good. And then laying in bed all day on top of that, I was sad. And so I was, share I was sharing quotes that were uplifting and that, like, made me feel better. I would share them with my followers, especially on my business page, because I would feel like I need to post content every day. I wasn't doing that in, like, a – I don't know what kind of way they they took that, but I wouldn't mean it like that. And I guess I could have toned it down, but at the same time, like I said, I was literally laying in bed all day doing absolutely nothing. So I'm sorry if I posted too many inspirational quotes that week, um, but I feel like I feel like uh, it was warranted because I had nothing else to do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and the thing too is, like I said, the, this girl who sent me this text and her other friends had unfollowed my account on Instagram on Monday before I went into surgery. 
And then those quotes that I posted throughout the week were like, obviously after my surgery, so Tuesday through Saturday. And they unfollowed me, but they were still watching all of my stories every single day. Like they were like checking my account every day, watching all my stories. And like I knew, I knew every single time I saw them pop up on my story views, I knew that they were talking about me. I knew that they were sending it back and forth. And this text confirmed it, that they were sending my, the, even like the dumb little quotes I was sharing, they were sending those back and forth and saying how I'm trying to justify what I've done, which what I had done was had surgery. Uh, and that's it. <laughs> like I had surgery. Um, I got engaged. I said that I need to you know, focus on making money these next few months because I have a lot of expenses coming up. Um, so that's what I did. So trying to justify what I've done, I guess I tried to justify uh, putting myself first for once, prioritizing my personal needs and wants in my own life for once. This was, it was so weird. This whole thing was so weird. But yeah, that was like the one, one of the meanest texts I've gotten. And I know that, like, it's not like she cussed me out or she called me any horrible names. But, like, telling me that I'm a bad friend, that hurts my feelings because I take pride in being a really good friend to two people. <laughs> and so, honestly, since then, I have, like, not been close to anyone since I, um, since all of this happened. I felt like I've just kind of, like, pushed people away and distanced myself from, like, all of my friends in my life. And I still consider, like, so many people my friends, but I'm, like, scared that somebody's going to not like a choice that I make and they're going to hate me and think that I'm a horrible person again. And I really don't want that to happen, so I feel like I've just kind of, like, done my own thing and tried to, like, build a wall, basically, which I know I shouldn't do that. But it's, like, damaging to... Friend breakups are just as traumatic and damaging as, like, relationship breakups, especially this is a friend who I went to China with and she was one of my only friends in Utah and we lived together for a very long time and I like named her dog she like got a dog and I like named her dog and her dog was like my dog and I would take care of it and me and her were like together all the time and like her family was my family it was just like it was like a lot and for it to happen so quick it felt like it all happened all at once and like so many life changes happened at once I like had surgery, got married, and I quit my job. I literally quit my job like three days after I got this text um, because I was making enough money in my own business to not be flying anymore. And I first, I couldn't fly anyways for like two months because of my surgery. And I was like, I'm just going to do chasm full time. I'm going to pull the trigger and just do it. And so I did. But yeah, like all these life changes all at once were really, really hard. And that was just last year. That was in 2021. This text was sent in April of last year. So it hasn't even been a year yet. But yeah, a lot happened all at once. And it was really hard for me to like get over. I was really upset. And the thing too is I would have a day where I'm like, you know what? I'm okay. Um, I'm going to be okay. Uh, you know, they're better off without me and I'm better off without them and we can go our separate ways. And I would feel fine. And then the next day, I would be like sobbing. I'm like, I'm so sad. Like, why would somebody who's my friend like talk about me like that and do that to me? And it felt really overwhelming. But whenever I looked at it, like I said, with the mindset of, you know what, like they had 
stuff they were going through too and their own personal issues that they were working through. Like, she had a lot of life changes happening too. The friend that I was living with who got married, she was getting married. She was moving out. She was uh, doing all of these things that were also big life changes that um, were probably overwhelming and she really wanted me to be there for her in a, in a more like immersive way. Because in the past I had been, I had been like, I, I would like, I was like a ride or die. Like I was always there for her. And so I guess in the midst of all of this, I started to, um, like I said, put myself first and prioritize myself. And I'm sure that was really hard. And it felt like I was abandoning her whenever she needed me. And I do feel bad about that. But I do think that everything happens for a reason. And I feel like we are not, um, meant to be friends at this point in my life and not in a mean way or bad way. Um, just like in a way that we're just healthier whenever we're not friends right now and probably never again. (laughs) I don't think I really want to be friends, um, again. So yeah, like friend breakups, they suck. They're not fun, dude. They suck, but everybody is going through their own stuff. And if you realize that like life comes in chapters and you do not have to be friends with somebody from the time you meet them till the time you die. Like that is, that's unrealistic. And you can have times where you don't talk to somebody as often and then you're talking to them every day and then you get mad at them and you don't talk to them for a year and then you make up. Or you can have a friend like this who you're friends with a little bit and then you're never friends again. And that's okay too. Because you know what? Like whenever we were friends, excuse me, I'm burping again. Whenever we were friends, I learned a lot and I, yeah, I, I learned a lot from our friendship and I feel like I grew a lot. I discovered a lot of things about myself that I would not have if I wasn't friends with her. And I think that she was a good influence on me. She kept me, you know, she kept me on, uh, making good decisions in my life and helped motivate me. And i like to hope that I did the same for her, but who knows? She probably has. The thing too is if you decide that you hate someone and that everything they did to you was malicious and horrible, you can literally like rewrite memories in your brain to be bad and malicious and horrible. Like, like, like the text, like whenever they said me posting quotes that were like inspirational about, about taking care of yourself. Um, like that, those was, that was not malicious, but because they were upset with me and they wanted to villainize me, they made it like a malicious thing that I was doing and it's justified. Like they can do that because it's their life and it's their thoughts and their mind and like their version of me that they have in their head, uh, is like their own problem. Like, and that's going to weigh them down and I literally don't care. And I know that that's kind of weird to say, but so many people out there have so many different versions of me in their head. And I have started to just not care. I'm just going to be myself and whoever gets it, gets it. And whoever doesn't, doesn't. And that's okay. So yeah, I guess this episode was me just like spilling tea and telling you some hard things that I went through since moving to Utah. (laughs) I don't know. Um, those are literally like the two hardest things that I went through since I moved to Utah. And like both of them, honestly, my boss firing me over text felt like a friend breakup 
because I did not have friends at that point in Utah. I had no one I was hanging out with. So whenever I went into work with her, it felt like I was just going to hang out with my friend, get some stuff done. And so whenever I got that text saying that she didn't need me or want me to be her assistant anymore, it felt like a friend was being like, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. And it hurt. It hurt like that kind of hurt. Like, it was really sad for me. But anyways, basically the two most dramatic things that's happened to me since I moved to Utah are friend breakups, basically. So, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember, drink your water today. And everybody's going through stuff that you don't know anything about. If somebody's mean to you, if somebody lashes out at you, if somebody is calling you names, they're probably projecting. They're probably going through something themselves. They have to make decisions for themselves that benefit them at the end of the day. That's what life is about. We have to make decisions that benefit us. And that's been hard for me because I usually make decisions that benefit other people. So anyways, I hope that you can be a little bit selfish and um, cut people out of your life that aren't doing you any good. Get rid of that dead weight. Um, Post the inspirational quotes. Who gives a shit if somebody thinks that you have some type of weird intention behind them? If you want to post something, post it. Who cares? Literally, social media is so fun because you can post whatever you want. You know? Like, I'm freaking, I'm making a dumbass podcast that nobody listens to. And I'm doing it because it's fun and I love it. And there's literally no intent behind it besides the fact that I want to do it, period. That's it. Who cares? And that, okay, that's the thing too. One more thing. <laughs> People think that like everything you do has to have some type of meaning behind it. And like, they're like, you don't do this. It's so wrong. You need to do it this way. Or if you're doing it like this, then you're a bad person or whatever it is. And it's like, literally just let people do what they want. Use your little brain to decide what's best for you. And don't you worry about me anymore. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. Don't tell me who I am. Don't tell me how I feel. Don't tell me what kind of person I am. Because I know that. I know who I am. I've worked really hard on myself. I've gone to therapy. I've done a lot of healing. And... I need to go back to therapy, honestly, but the moral of the story is that literally just worry about yourself and you will feel so much better and life will feel so much more fun. So just do whatever you want, you know, who cares? Anyways, drink your water, stay hydrated. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to me spilling the tea and I will talk to you next time. I don't know when, but next time, hope you enjoyed the first episode of 2022.